what's up world? I'm Cameron McKinney and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about two movies that were both written by screenwriter Jack Thorne. The movies Radioactive and Enola Holmes. But first, let's talk about the movie Radioactive. Here's a quick synopsis. Scientist Marie Curry and her husband Pierre discover two elements and together they witness the benefits of success and the danger of their scientific discovery. The number one reason why I like this movie Radioactive is because of the lead performance from the lead actress Roseman Pike. And despite being nominated for an Oscar in 2014 for Gone Girl, which is a great film by the way. Roseman Pike is underrated. She's great in Pride and Prejudice. She's really great in a supporting role in a movie called An Education. And oh by the way she's utterly fantastic in this great western film called Hostiles along with Christian Bale which was directed by Scott Cooper which the entire world ignored. If you have not seen the film Hostiles, I could not recommend it more. I mean Pike is one of the best actresses of her generation. And if you look at that group of actresses that showed up in that film Pride and Prejudice, she's one of the best there is. I mean, you have Keira Knightley, you have Carrie Mulligan, who is also in that film, but Roseman Pike is in that exact same conversation. She is one of the best actresses around, and she's consistent in every single performance. She carries this film radioactive. This movie is not a good film without that performance. It would have been boring, but because Roseman Pike is interesting, and because, of course, the story of Marie Curry is interesting, this film is definitely worth a watch. I mean, I can't say much more about her performance other than she's great playing this character who is way ahead of her time, and I can't wait for her next film called I Care A Lot, which Roseman Pike is already getting rave reviews for. This is an actress in Roseman Pike who is probably going to get her second Oscar nomination sooner rather than later. It's time for people to start putting her in the conversation for best actress working today. That's how good Roseman Pike is. Also in this movie is Sam Riley, who I've been a big fan of ever since I saw him in the film Maleficent. He's the guy who plays the bird who turns into a man. I mean, he is really good in that film. I love that movie. And then in this film, he's basically unrecognizable. It's probably the best performance of his career so far. I thought he had tremendous chemistry with Pike. And again, he gives another performance that makes this movie worth watching. This could also be a big year for Riley, too, because he's set to appear in the Netflix remake of the film Rebecca, along with Army Hammer and Lily James. I can't wait for that movie. I'm a big fan of Sam Riley, and I think you should be, too. Another actor in this film is Aniron Bernard, who is not a big name yet, but he's always good in supporting roles like in Dunkirk, and he's also the lead of this really good film that I watched called Dead in a Week or Your Money Back. I mean, this guy has star potential. He's really good in Dunkirk. He plays the French guy who barely speaks in the film, yet I think he's a compelling presence in that film. He also appeared in The Goldfinch. I mean, this guy is going to be a big name soon. I think he's a compelling young actor. And the last performance in this film I want to take note of is that of Anya Taylor-Joy. I mean, I'm impressed that she's willing to be a supporting character in this film. 
film. She shows up in about the final 28 minutes of the film. I saw her name in it and I thought she was going to show up way sooner than that because you'd think of her as a movie star. I mean, there's rumors out there she's going to be Furiosa in the next Mad Max film. I'm impressed by her willingness to be a supporting character in a film like this. I like those kind of careers where you can be a great lead, but you can also be a supporting actor in films like Radioactive. I mean, overall, it's been a really good year for Anya Taylor-Joy. She gave one of the best performances of the year by an actress in the film, Emma. Her film, New Mutants, finally came out. I mean, that's something for that film. I haven't heard good things about it. And she gives a really good supporting performance in this film, Radioactive. I think Anya Taylor-Joy is a name you need to keep in mind because I think she's going to become a household name. I think what I really liked about this movie and what I thought was compelling about it is this idea that in the moment, it's really exciting to make a scientific discovery, but you never know what the aftermath of that is going to be. Yes, in the moment, the Currys became really famous. They won Nobel Prizes, but they couldn't ever have imagined what was going to be the aftermath of their scientific discoveries. Like, there's some good and there's some bad, but in the moment when you're making that discovery, you can really only see the positive. I mean, Marie Curry could see that other people would use her discovery for bad while Pierre was like, this is all good right now. Everything's going to be good. She could see that there was going to be some bad, but she was blinded by the fact that she was becoming famous. I mean, they both knew that their discovery of these two elements were bigger than the both of them, but they couldn't see that the harm that it could also do along with the positives to their lives. Because yes, you can say something is bigger than you, but you're still only a human being. And that's why this idea that maybe it's dangerous for humans to be given this type of knowledge because at the end of the day we are still humans and sometimes when we are given great knowledge we misuse it another thing i liked about the film is at the end of the film i think marie curry is sad by the idea of her daughter becoming her i mean her daughter has just found this husband and they formed this like scientific partnership and she can see her daughter going down the same road as she did and i think that frightens her because at the end she doesn't think she's lived a great enough life that she's been consumed by science and that relationship and she can see her daughter going down that same path I mean she's lived it this idea that her and Pierre were fighting for the credit of their scientific discovery yes it's a great relationship but there were also some harm to it having your entire relationship based on science I mean if anyone could see the harm of that it would be Marie Curie and it's just so interesting that her daughter went down that same path that she did and you can see Marie Curry is resistant for her daughter to go down that path. I really like this movie. This movie could have ended up being another boring biopic, but because of the great performances of Roseman Pike and Sam Riley, it ended up being something worth watching. I definitely recommend you check out Radioactive. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Enola Holmes. Here's a quick synopsis. Enola Holmes is living a happy life with her mother, but on the day of her 16th birthday, her mother goes missing and her two brothers come back to run her life and make her proper. One of them happens to be world-renowned detective Sherlock Holmes, and the two of them, Enola and Sherlock, try to solve the mystery of where their mother went. This is without a doubt one of the best films of 2020. I was 
blown away by this film. It is such a fun watch, and that begins with the performance of Millie Bobby Brown. She proves she can play more characters than just Eleven from Stranger Things, and she has movie star potential. It's such a good performance. She breaks the third wall, and again, she has the charisma to be able to break the third wall. Sometimes you're watching shows and movies, and the characters break the third wall, and you're like, this isn't working. It's about the actor that is breaking the third wall, and Millie Bobby Brown has the star power to be able to break that third wall and communicate with the audience. It's a fun performance, and it got me thinking that Millie Bobby Brown is not getting enough credit for how good of an actress she is. Yes, she is super famous, and we are consumed by it because she is such a young age, but she is such a good actor. She is both a huge television star, nominated for Emmys for playing Eleven, and now has broken out into movies with Enola Holmes. Also in this film is Henry Cavill, who plays Sherlock Holmes, and he is so much more interesting playing any other character than Superman. He's so good in The Man from U.N.C.L.E. and Mission Impossible Fallout. Why can't people realize he's a very good actor when he's not playing Superman? So many people out there want him to continue to play Superman, but these past few years have proven he shouldn't be playing that character. I want him to play a guy like James Bond who's interesting. I think it's a detriment to the character of Superman why Henry Cavill's Superman movies aren't good. I think Henry Cavill is a really good actor when he's not playing Superman. We need to get over the fact that he was once Superman and I want him to play other characters. He's way better as a spy or a detective than he is as a superhero. I think that's a fact at this point. His Sherlock in this movie is really good. It's a different portrayal of the character than Benedict Cumberbatch, Robert Downey Jr., Johnny Lee Miller, all previous actors who portrayed the iconic character. I think Henry Cavill puts his own twist to the character. He's more upbeat. He cares about his family more. I think from that list of actors, he gives the second best performance of playing Sherlock Holmes. The only Sherlock I'll put ahead of Henry Cavill's at this point is Benedict Cumberbatch. I think Henry Cavill really brought something to the role of Sherlock Holmes. Also in this film is Sam Claflin, who's famous for being in the Hunger Games trilogy. Listen, this guy has gotten really good at playing unlikable characters. He shows up in Peaky Blinders and throughout that season, you're like, I hate this guy. Then in this, he's my Minecraft homes and you despise him and he's really good at playing these despicable characters. I know he's gone down the romantic comedy path with Love Rosie and I really like that movie but he works better as a sinister character. Yes he might have movie star good looks but he works better as a supporting actor who plays a sinister role in movies. I mean the guy also showed up in the Charlie's Angels remake he was okay in that. Listen I'm interested in what Sam Claflin does next. I think he's going to have an interesting career. He's going to be somewhere between a movie star and a character actor moving forward. Also in Enola Holmes, you have compelling supporting performances from Louis Partridge and Helena Bonham Carter, who you might know from the Harry Potter franchise. You might know from Cinderella. She's fantastic in Fight Club. She is, without a doubt, one of the best actresses working today. But the one who blew me away was Louis Partridge. I have never seen this kid before in my life, but he had really good chemistry with Millie Bobby Brown. He really added something to this film. I mean, both of them, Bonham Carter, 
Carter and Partridge had fantastic chemistry with Millie Bobby Brown. That's what really made this movie work is that you could tell it was all going through Millie Bobby Brown. They brought in actors and actresses that fit well with her as the lead. Everything in this movie felt like it was going through Millie Bobby Brown. It was a tremendous leading performance, which also led to really good supporting performances. Nobody tried to outshine Millie Bobby Brown, which is why this movie works. This movie is fun and action-packed, but it was the plot of this movie that really stands out. There's an idea in this film about people who don't want change to society are the ones who benefit greatly from the way things are right now. And that idea is so compelling for like a Netflix Sherlock Holmes movie. I mean, I really like that idea. I mean, at one point, a character tells Sherlock Holmes, you don't want change because, again, you're living this life. You wouldn't benefit from the change. You're benefiting from the way things are. You're this world-renowned detective. You don't want things to change. You want things to stay exactly the way they are. And it's why people in this movie fear Millie Bobby Brown's character and they fear Louis Partridge's character because those characters are the symbol of change. It's not that those other characters hate Enola Holmes as a person or they hate Louis Partridge's character. They just hate what those two characters represent. They are two young English people who want their country to change and the villains of this movie don't want change because again, it would affect their lifestyle. And that's a lot to unpack in this fun action-packed movie. I'm just excited that they went there. It gives me excitement for where this franchise could go. Like, I definitely want there to be sequels to Enola Holmes if they're going to come up with plots as interesting as this one is. I mean, Sam Claflin's character of Minecraft doesn't care about Millie Bobby Brown as a human being. He cares about what she is doing to affect his family's reputation. He doesn't care about her as a human being because he wants things to stay that the way they are because he is rich and he works for the government. There's a weird connection for both of these movies, Radioactive and Enola Holmes, other than they were both written by screenwriter Jack Thorne, is that both movies are about independent women who are way ahead of their times and they're both brilliant minds. I mean, Enola Holmes is just as good a detective as Sherlock Holmes, but the world won't accept her. Marie Curie is just as good a scientist as her husband, Pierre, but they want to give the Nobel Peace Prize just to Pierre, ignoring her work because, again, she's ahead of their time and they won't accept her as an elite scientist. They won't accept Enola Holmes as an elite detective. Another thing watching Enola Holmes is I've come to the realization that 2020 is going to be the year of the Netflix movie. I mean, all the great movies of 2020 so far have basically all been on Netflix or all coming out on Netflix because Netflix has both movie stars and great filmmakers making the movies. You have Enola Holmes with household names like Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill, and Sam Claflin. Then you have Spike Lee making a movie. You have Aaron Sorkin making a movie. You have David Fincher coming out with a movie. This is the year of the Netflix movie. And after failing to get an Oscar for The Irishman or Marriage Story, this will definitely be the year Netflix 
brings home an Oscar for one of these films. With the future of going to the movies in question, Enola Holmes are the type of movies that I want to see in 2020. Fun, entertaining films that I can watch from my home without going to the movie theaters. I think Enola Holmes is the best of both worlds. It's fun and entertaining, yet it is also an interesting movie in its own right. Those are the type of movies that we need right now. I definitely want there to be sequels to Enola Holmes. I want Millie Bobby Brown to continue to play this character. I want to see Henry Cavill play Sherlock Holmes for the coming years. I think another way to look at this movie is Netflix is definitely trying to make Millie Bobby Brown a bigger name than she already is. I mean, she's in Stranger Things, but they definitely are putting an investment into Millie Bobby Brown's career as an actress. Yes, she is really great in Enola Holmes, but Netflix gave her this opportunity because she's 11 in Stranger Things. Like, it's in Netflix's best interest for Millie Bobby Brown to be the biggest name in the world, to be one of the best actresses in the world. I think it's almost like the way the studio system used to be. Like, they have an investment with Millie Bobby Brown the same way they have an investment in Noah Centonino. Yes, these people will make movies for studios outside of Netflix, but at the end of the day they can always return home to Netflix and be part of quality movies. I mean, I could see a world where Millie Bobby Brown never stars in a big time movie outside of Netflix. Yes, she was in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, but come on, where she is the star of a film that's not a Netflix movie? I don't know if we're ever going to live in a world like that, where she is the star of a movie outside of Netflix, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I just think that's an interesting thing that nobody really talks about how much investment Netflix is putting into a career of a movie star like Millie Bobby Brown or like Noah Centineo. They are making movie stars in a way that most people seem to be ignoring. And they're the big winners of 2020 because it seems like the most way to get a movie seen in 2020 is to have that film be on Netflix to get the most people to watch that movie. I mean, think about it. This year, we had a film from Charlie Kaufman. It will probably be the most watched Charlie Kaufman movie of all time. Like, an indie filmmaker goes to Netflix to make a movie that most people will see. It's no longer about the box office. It's about being on a streaming service like Netflix, and that's why Netflix has the upper hand, because they already have the formula. They have well-known movie stars from their other TV shows and movies, and they have world class filmmakers making movies that we all basically want to see. I mean, you have The Trial of the Chicago 7 coming out with, directed by Aaron Sorkin that has so many movie stars in it. Eddie Redmayne, Mark Rylance. Then you have Mank, which has Gary Oldman, Lily Collins. This is where movie making is going, and Netflix definitely has an advantage, and they're going to be here for 2020 and beyond. The last thing I'll say about the movie Enola Holmes is definitely worth a watch. It's a different type of a Sherlock story than you've ever seen before. Millie Bobby Brown gives a great leading performance, great performances from Henry Cavill, Sam Claflin, Helena Bonham Carter, and Louis Partridge. This is definitely one of the better original Netflix movies. I definitely recommend you check out Enola Holmes because I think it's an example of how you can use iconic characters and still tell different kinds of stories and make it feel modern. Yes, this film takes place in a time way before any of us were alive. 
alive, yet it feels so modern because you have new characters played by Mildy Bobby Brown, and then you get that old classic character in Henry Cavill's Sherlock Holmes, and yet he fits in with the story. You can use these characters in modern times and tell stories that matter. That's why Enola Holmes is one of the best films of 2020, and I couldn't say any more good things about it. Definitely check out Enola Holmes, because this movie was surprisingly good. I would put it right up there with Palm Springs as the two films that surprised me the most about how good they are. And depending on how the Oscars go, if there aren't that many movies, I think Millie Bobby Brown should maybe be in that discussion of the Oscars. Because at the end of the year, I'm not sure how many better performances we're going to get from actresses other than Millie Bobby Brown's performance as Enola Holmes. She is definitely a movie star in the making. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies Radioactive and Enola Holmes. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actor Shia LaBeouf and the Sam Mendes World War One epic 1917. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>